do that again. Yes. I think this is working. <laughs> Ladies and germs. Welcome to the UGS Robinson Show. Stop where you will witness the awesome crushing fight of Knuckle Up Plus. Oh, man, the variety. I've been thinking about it. But first, these magical words from Oxbow. Song's called Sawmill. Yes, my friend, I've experimented with you in your music, everything. Songs offer evil heat. Oxbow's first record for Neurot. And the intro's about done, so let's start with the show. I got a, I got an iron kinks out, but I just wanted to make sure that I could do it right. And in actual fact, I may be do. I can see that some of you were seeing this. I could be doing this wrong. Don't know how this connects to Patreon. I'll ask Alexi because he knows a few things about a few things. But that's gonna have to happen later because oh, somebody's texting me. What am I? What am I fucking up here? Uh. Hello. Okay, that seems to be working. So let's, uh, and because of you guys who want it on later recorded, let me see if I can record this while I'm doing it. And we are recording at, what? I got to deal with that click track the whole time? No, I don't think so. Let's turn that off. All right. So this is, people said, are you going to start at 500 and go backwards, counting on failure? Or is it? No, when I started Knuckle Up on, on CombatMusicRadio.com, I started with one, births start one. A priori, Descartes says, if you knew nothing else about knowledge, what would you know? If you were a consciousness floating around in space, what would you have a sense of? A priori, you have a sense of one, the number one, the entity one, and I versus everything else, right? And if there's I versus everything else, then at least you have a two. So everything naturally begins to start at one. Now, if this doesn't work out, go back to go back to you know bloody elbow for so godforsaken reason. Then we would start backwards there. As many of these shows forward as backwards because we want to start in the same spot. Anyway, this is the uh, uh, this is the birth of the UGS Robinson Show Stomper, and uh, uh, some of you as figured out by this poster, we are going to talk a certain amount of MMA. Uh, like somebody once said, it is like a sports show for guys who don't like sports or, or very specifically an MMA show for guys who don't like sports. But uh, as usual, I've had to preface it on when it was just an MMA show on we've gotten kind of far afield. Um, and that this is a little bit what's happening here, that this is a little bit. No, sorry, I had to turn this off. Okay, I don't know what's happening with the recording, so you guys might not have an actual. 
that might not have an actual recorded show later unless somebody can figure out how to extract it from YouTube. But you all are my 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 tech center. So let's start off with let's start off immediately talking about about this past week in, in MMA and, and professional sports uh, because we've had some interesting things happen. We've had Belichick. Now I'm not a big football guy and I don't give a fuck about the New England dynasty except to note that it caused a. a Actually, that it had nothing to. The New England dynasty had everything to do with me getting into a fistfight with two guys on the sidewalk in Portland, Maine, right after the Red Sox got beaten by the Yankees, 19 to two, in a, in a seven-game World Series many years ago. I will not re re repeat that story. For those of you who don't know it, it's in the archives. For those of you who have heard it, repeat it for those who haven't heard it, because I don't want to get down a shillelagh on the first show. That being said, I still haven't thought of an intro. I still haven't thought of the, 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 the theme music. Everything is up in the air. I haven't still thought of design. I haven't done any of that stuff because I've been too busy. Too busy plotting exactly the manner in which technologically you can get this thing to move forward. So uh, 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 Belichick apparently is fighting with his star. Uh, which would be a Tom Brady about some psychotic. And these guys always, it's like, one of the things that you haven't figured out about being in a family, which probably you should figure out at some point or another, is that the necessary portion of being in a family means being stuck with people you have no choice about being stuck with. And that continues. You don't have a choice over parents. You don't have a choice over siblings. You don't have a choice over, uh, think about the long game, who your offspring end up bringing home. God love you. I hope it's somebody you can stomach, because if it's not, Ah, that's forever, or at least it's a divorce, and that's something else. That families are accretions of experience and persons and personalities. Hey, was that, is that, sorry, I just spit like right on the lens. That's like a one in a thousand chance that that would happen. So uh, so you get, you have this uncomfortable detente, uh, but you, you get a Premier League, even though the numbers are supposed to be down in NFL this year, you get a Premier League like the NFL at contratomps, at loggerheads with a star. And you've got a head coach. So, you know, I'm making a parallel here with the bald one. And so he doesn't like him bringing uh, 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 the, uh, 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 the bald one who, is, who I affectionately call, <laughs> yeah, affection. You little prick. You little you know, the bald one is how I affectionately call him. And you can see, you can see writ, writ small or writ large here, depending on how you, your vantage point, you can see that um, there's a certain methodology. Uh, clearly, clearly uh, the bald one, Dana White, UFC, MMA has, has rankled at having to deal with intermediaries because intermediaries typically are harder to fool than the fighters themselves. Um, or more significantly, maybe the bald one would say, you know, I'm dealing with somebody who's got what they took a business class and they've got some sort of idea that they're going to remake something for their fighter. We have a process. We have procedures. We have an organization. Got it. Got it. That's fine. That's fine. But uh, interesting, Belichick, I don't want you to bring that guy in the locker room akin to a manager or some nutritionist or somebody that you might tag along that the Baldwin feels is largely unnecessary for MMA fighters. But it, uh, Tom Brady's got his own magical man, nutritionist, massage, that, who knows? His, let's call him Cato Kalen for fun. So he's got his own Cato Kalen, and the coach is like, look, I don't want that guy hanging around. 
Why is that guy hanging around? Maybe some other people start to grouse. It's like, I'm the star. I can do whatever I want. I can have I hang around who I want. So now the, it, it's burbled over in the public. Somehow we, we have a sense of, now this is this is important to know because these are, this is in tri-level chess. We have three levels. This is this has been done in triplicate. So they get into some contract. I am the boss. You are nothing without me. Um, you know, uh, we, we are doing this together. This guy is bringing me down, but I need him. And it burst like a, like a, like a festering, like a blister. It burst, and now it's being shared with the public. You know, and and then they have to re release a position that says we are more united than ever. Something that will never happen with the Baldwin in, in the UFC. So, you know, either they put it to bed or they haven't put it to bed. Increasingly, it's a two-step in professional football that you see quite a lot. What happens is specifically a guy starts to get long in the tooth and they start the march to nothing, bit by bit. Joe Montana in the San Francisco 49ers was a king and bit by bit with diminished capacity, they start roll, you call it, they roll in the red carpet, they also roll it out. So, you know, so it's a complicated situation for Brady because he's looking, is it, these guys are constantly doing this thing. Is it a sign? Is this the beginning of the end? Do I want to leave on my own steam or do I want to play as long as humanly possible? Or what do my numbers tell me? And are these guys about improvement? My numbers, it's a squabble. It's a family squabble that they've kept family completely. Unlike, unlike, uh, uh, the, the care, I mean, the bald one, is smarter than we give him credit for, but not as smart as he thinks he is. So somebody recently released, and I tweeted out, so if you're connected to me through Twitter, at Eugene S. Robinson, I, I tweeted out this thing where somebody has put together a spreadsheet for how many days that, uh, how, how many fights that Connor has, how, how long he's laid fallow. And it's like 749 freaking days, right? That's 2016, right? We're getting to be to the point where it's it's not funny. And so he's like, yeah, I could conceivably he's pulling a GSP on uh, Conor McNuggets, uh, pulling a GSP on him. Well, conceivably, I could see that he wouldn't want to fight again, you know, hoping to get his Irish up, his Irish up, because Conor McGregor, also known as McNuggets, is Irish, see? So he's trying to get his Irish up. And that he's going to say something that that's good with his 135 million dollars that he's probably counted and counted again and again. Something's going to motivate him to put his name on the docket for 2018, which it's not presently is not because as long as they keep refusing to pay players what what players are pay should be paid, specifically not a problem in the NFL and not with what the Brady and Belichick are going through Brady and Belichick are going through a, a, a power struggle and power struggles are only worth having. If you think that there is a possibility that you could win and, and you're not so much focused on losing. Right. In other words, power struggles only happen between people who have power at this point. Now the bald one in the UFC power is absent. Power has left the building. The great Slick Rick song where he talks about jumping off the slave ship and the slave master says, you know, tote that barge. He sucks his teeth. He goes, I'm not toting jack shit. <laughs> and then he, he gets hit with a whip. He goes, okay, okay. All right, I'll pick up the, bar, the, 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 the bale of hay. You know, the bald one is snapping the whip and, and he's getting absolutely zero, zero, zero. The, the calculus is, is super simple. 
The calculus is super simple here and not to be ignored. The calculus is creation of joy, not to get new agey, airy, fairy on you. It's creation of joy. I was listening to Kraftwerk last night, driving back from San Francisco, specifically their song, The Model. It only takes a camera just to change her mind. Only takes a camera just to change her mind. It's fine. That's what it takes. The Model is a song by Kraftwerk. And that song gave me more pure joy than anything that happened between 1933 and 1945 in Germany. In fact, you have to say that Hitler in total and his efforts to completely remake a, a modernized Western nation failed miserably. Hitler might be known for a lot of things, but being known for joy is not one of them. The moment of pure joy delivered to me by that four-minute, five-minute song by Kraftwerk outweighs anything that happened in between 1933 and 1945. And in fact, the only people that seem to derive any joy out, out of anything that happened during those years, despite what the public was saying, oh, we bought the whole, like when I, my night with a Nazi thing, that I, the piece that I did at Ozzy.com, Ozy.com, called My Night with a Nazi. He said, we bought the whole thing crook, line, hook, line, and sinker. You know, it's been said that there was no there was no true communism except for maybe a week after the revolution. And then it, it metastasized into something horrible. I don't think with Nazism you, you, you had even that. It was a bar fight from which Ger World War II was a bar fight, which Germany got blamed for, stood back up after people kind of start wandering out of the bar and uh, cleaned itself off and started thinking, fuck that. Fuck that. I didn't lose that fight. You know, if the bar didn't close, the Jews closed the bar. That's why I'm out here fist fighting. I say this because creation of joy. I remember I, interviewing Anton LaVey and Anton LaVey said, he said, uh, um, uh, popularity has killed more people than anything. Popularity. The effort to be popular has killed more people. Clearly, the Nazis weren't worried about this because they presumed when presented with, with whether popular or unpopular, when presented with a quality, a high-quality option, the remake society along there, the, uh, along the, the, the latitudes established by the by the German Nazi party, that people would clearly understand that this was better. It was never better. These were cheap hustlers, and they got their hands on what they wanted to get their hands on. Like somebody said, every act of murder in the Third Reich was accompanied by an act of theft. It was cash. My point is, fighting MMA, MMA. It doesn't exist without creation of moments of pure joy. We're looking for archetypes when we listen to our sports. So if you have people who are unwilling to participate and or people who are willing to, willing to participate unwillingly, there are very few moments that create joy. And, and when we talk about 2018 and the mixed martial arts arena, we talk about a joyless year. Sort of interested in Miocic and Francis Ngannou. 
If I was interested in one meal in 2018, you might start to worry about me. You would hope that there'd be a succession of meals that I was interested in in 2018. Not one, a succession of meals. Presently now, I'm interested in one. And I've got a bald one who's playing a violin like Nero while the castle burns. Been by Nero's castle in Rome. Almost had a nervous breakdown being there. So, he attempts to create, he attempts to create, uh, 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 kind of force gum. Everything's okay, America. And he's talking about I'm gonna do for I'm gonna do for boxing what I've done for MMA. Oh, that's not a promise, my friend. That sounds like a threat. And this is to counter this is to counter uh, Mayweather's entreaties. But it didn't fool a guy named Bob Arum for a second. Now Bob Arum's is a piece of shit. Make no mistake. But Bob Arum came and said, you know, he's the same one who said, I don't want to watch a sport with tattooed homosexuals rolling around half naked. Hey, easy, buddy. It's fucking 2000. I think he made it in 2015. A lot of our best Republican Congress people, that's their constituency. Pretty much at this point, anytime, anytime I hear about a Republican uh, uh, congressperson, senator, representative, who's anti-gay, the first thing I think before that thought even cools a bit is gay. The only people I know who are anti-gay are people who are concerned about gay. And people who are concerned about gay have a personal concern about gay. Why do I feel a slice rising in my crotch when I go to the pool and the lifeguard comes over and asks how my day is? Why? Why? You are worried about the gay. Embrace it. Nobody gives a shit except for other guy, gay guys who are repressed and hiding. Don't hide. There's no need for it. I don't think you're any, you don't have to do acts of major acts of daring dude to prove just because you like penis. It doesn't matter. In 100 years, it will not matter. In 50 years, it will matter less. 25 years, even less. Right now, probably not at all. So. The bald one is out there trying to create this illusion that everything's okay, America. Everything's not okay. Not okay. You're not going to $4.2 billion. You, you, you got a golden goose and you killed it. You're not going to find that again. And the inability, the inability to, to embrace, embrace the fact that you are going to have to change. You know, there's some people out there who largely refuse to change and not walking around anymore. Like I said on last week, on the last knuckle up, knuckle up number 251, 100 companies, 100 top companies from 100 years ago, how many of them are left? Not many. Not ready, not many. So, you know, you got a guy who's playing a game of chicken. You can only play a game of chicken if there's another car barreling towards you. Otherwise, you're just a guy driving off a cliff, which is largely where MMA is now, or more specifically, the UFC. Nobody's buying this misdirect unless it's something I'm just not seeing. And in that way, your resistance, the resistance to a pervasive, prevailing reality, 
is, is where we see Kid Nate from Bloody Elbow put up something about about from the Atlantic about how uh uh what do you okay put up something uh, uh um from the Atlantic about how the Donald is not having his Michael Corleone moment. He's having a Fredo moment. Specifically, Wolf, uh, Michael Wolf's book on the, the Trump administration with liberal quotes from Steve Bannon, who now is on the outs with, with, with Trump. And it's a very old idea that if I could create the illusion, if I keep saying stuff, if I keep saying stuff, it, it, it'll happen. It'll become, it'll become true. But, you know, the reality of it is, the reality of it is, this stuff doesn't come true. Uh, I'm smart. I, I, I can do things. We very specifically have a president who, who yeah, I'm going to have to agree, is pretty close to Fredo. I mean, you realize in the course of doing this show, like I've been doing it since, ver versions of it since 2007, I've been called everything under the sun. Some of it I let go. Some of it I tack back. Some of it I like because it amuses me. Very few, very few of the things have actually gotten under my skin enough so that I, it, it's actually made me angry. Because in the end, I'm a dead man. You're a dead man. We're all dead men. We're all dead men and women, dead people, dead, 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 dead. There is no shortfall. Somebody goes, oh, you stupid. Somebody says, you, why do you go away, you stupid, bloated egomaniac? Oh, yeah, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt so badly. And it doesn't even have to be. It could be, it could be Ariel Hawani who said that to me. My response would be exactly the same. Somewhere there are real people with real concerns that have really nothing to do with whatever kind of they have. I love this thing. This they, uh, celebrities reading mean tweets. Hey, Rob De Niro actually started getting heated, telling people, "Don't you have it? Come on, could it, is it just my punk rock background, or do I just absolutely not give a shit?" But people do care. They get they 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 have erected they they have erected. There's a personality construct around all of our personalities that if it's trespassed upon, will sometimes will sometimes yield a violent reaction. I'll give you a prime example. I was racing a friend once, and I was ahead just a little bit, and he goosed me. Took his fingers, went whoop. Up my ass. And I immediately swung to him, kicked his legs out from under him, and wrestled him to the floor and sat on his chest. I go, what are you doing? This was a friend. He was just trying to get an edge in the foot race. But I had an intense flash of anger that was short-lived because I realized I had maybe overreacted. Because I thought for half a second that he wasn't taking me as seriously as he, he needed to. In other words, my sense of a person who should be taken seriously was trespassed enough, significantly enough, so that my immediate response was to change the narrative by way of the transformative powers of violence. I wrestled him to the floor. 
man to man, he didn't have to have a single explanation as to why I had done what I had done. Not a single one. Did I feel bad about it? Not for a second. Have I remembered it and noted it? Yeah. Because I don't want those borders to be, uh, uh, it's like the old Japanese adage about the branch that's strong and stiff and breaks versus the supple one that bends. That's why I like hanging around with tough guys. Typically, they're always very polite because you never know when you get to that, that branch that's going to break. You never know if that guy sitting opposite you is that branch that's going to break. You never know until it breaks. And sometimes when you deal with tough guys and something breaks, somebody gets hurt. Just easier to be polite. You don't know how many times before extreme acts of violence I've heard some variation of this. Guy's getting fucking familiar. <laughs> uh huh. I, I, I've heard that many a time. So the fact of the matter that the President of the United States of America can't deal with a former friend having shit on him in the press, so what? He said, I would have left it at this. He lost his job, then he lost his mind. Next! Not this guy. This guy thinks that if he talks long enough, hard enough, that he will hold cloth out of the illusion of, uh, of, uh, of good things that always happen to me that exist in his mind, that he can create a reality that we'll all share in just through the sheer power of words. Through the sheer power of words, you know, a... a a 12-year Reich will be a thousand-year Reich. The sheer power of words, you know, uh, uh, the UFC and MMA will gobble up boxing. The sheer power, the sheer power of words, can to, a, a dismal 2018 of, of of MMA, a dearth of MMA significance, look like a, a great year that we're excited about. Who's excited? Who? Even guys you pay, their responses are muted. Joe Rogaine, his response is muted. What are we talking about? And though I'm, I'm shocked and saddened that, that, that Joe was, was saying, oh, yeah, I was really pushing the UFC to hire Jimmy Smith. What? For what? That guy for what? For, for what? A2? A2 Brutus. A2 Brutus. So, uh, uh, so this is not going to be a uh, an hour and six minute show like last week's show, because of a couple of things. I'm unsure about doing what I'm doing. Um, I, 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 it could be like the old days where I imagine that I could just be doing this show and nobody's listening. I mean, yeah, I see numbers on the screen, but and nobody is actively complained via via uh tweet um but uh, but but i don't know i'm not on the other side of it i i guess i guess dm me through through twitter dm me if it's sound if it's sounding all right mr cr i got you i got your thing here but let's uh, uh somebody says okay i like it just six somebody sent it around all right so let, let's assume that it's going Oh, okay. Thank you, man. I got. I just got a text that I'm on. Perfect. Thank you. So I'll keep going to the, the full time. So this idea of uh, uh, look, 
I, I, I went into jujitsu last week and I said, I'm a changed man. I'm a changed man for 2018. You should know that just as easily as anybody else. You know what? I, I walked into jujitsu on Tuesday and I was grousing and I was upset. And I said, you know, they did a study and the study was that people who have broken up with somebody who get dumped, who have been separated out from their herd, um, frequently have, if you were to kill that person, so your girlfriend dumps you, your boyfriend dumps you, and you get killed. And they take your body and they put it in the morgue next to an accident victim, a car accident victim, somebody who suffered significant trauma from a car accident and died from it. And they cut your bodies open. They would find that you, the, the organ damage, that they would not be able to tell which was the guy whose girlfriend just dumped him or the guy who got hit by the car. They would be indistinguishable based on what was happening in the body, specifically levels of cortisol, stress chemicals, and damage to organs. Which means through the sheer power of your mind, some words that somebody, you know, you know, I spent 1980 to 1984 getting dumped on the regular. One of my favorites was a girl who told me she dumped me because I was too depressing. That, 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 that was like, that was going to help. And the other girl who dumped me because I didn't like Dan Fogelberg. Uh, Kid Nate remembered that one. Well, I, well, actually, I was tormenting her over Dan Fogelberg. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of girls dumped me because of their parents. They thought I was going nowhere. Can't they see? Look around. Look at all I have. I've driven from 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 poverty to an extreme state of brokenness. Yeah, they dump you. It, 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 it happens. But never, never for a second, never for a second did I feel like my sense of self was so significantly encroached upon that that I my response typically tended to be a violent one. But I probably secured uh, had lots of organ damage. So as I'm driving to, to jujitsu this week, I'm pulling in and NPR is doing a story about the opioid crisis, which already irks me. Crisis. What, it wasn't a crisis when everybody came back from Vietnam hooked on heroin. That wasn't a crisis. But this is a crisis. All, those, all of our fucking soldiers coming back from Vietnam hooked on junk in the mid-70s, suffering from PTSD and trying to self-medicate wasn't a crisis. So the opioid crisis, and they said, you know, people, one, one a handmaiden of the opioid crisis is sex trafficking. Hold, people are holding other people in basements at gunpoint, forcing them to have sex, charging people to watch, and then using that money to buy, to buy opioids. And I get out of the car, and my mood sucks. And I go, what? The, the fundamentals are there. Physically, I feel fine. Yeah, I mean, I got a broken toe and my fingers are jacked up. It's jujitsu jiu jiu life, but I feel fine. Kids doing okay. Everybody's doing fine. We're all doing everything. Every knock on wood, you know, things are doing great. And yet my mood sucks. And inside, I could feel the slow grinding. And I go, I'm going to be one of those guys who's in great shape. Oh, he ran four times a week, did jujitsu six times a week. This guy's in great shape who keels over at his fucking desk. Why? Because nothing 
that you could see would explain it, except for all this occult shit. I'm internalizing this misery. Do you realize my kid raised this point? Do you realize the anxiety created? The anxiety created. If you were alive 100 years ago, so we're, right now we're in 2018, 1918, the number of tragedies that you were exposed to before noon was probably insignificant. Maybe somebody would drop from, you know, from croup or dropsy or suffer from beriberi or some smallpox or polio. It's something. Before noon on your phone, before noon on your phone, you will have been exposed to, I did a test the other day. By noon, I was exposed to 42 separate acts of murder and mayhem. It's not what just what I like to read. They're tying into the, the primal portions of our fucking brains. The prey-predator axis in our brains make that something that gets inside and, and, and it kind of rubs and you feel this kind of animal attraction to it. You can't explain why. 42. On Wednesday, after I started thinking about this, 42 acts of May. It started with NPR report on suicides. And believe me, this is not accidental. I'm a journalist. I know they have meetings where they sit around and decide what they're going to talk about. And somebody is saying, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. A lot of things happen in the world. A lot. People being forced to have sex at gunpoint. Children being forced to have sex at gunpoint in basements in Michigan because of the opioid crisis is significant, but there's a lot of stuff out there happening in the world that I want to know about that doesn't have to do with the the limbic portions of my brain and the excitement that the the, the, the subconscious excitement that us is on that prey predator axis feel like it doesn't. So for so 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 I'm carrying this shit with me all day and I'm tense and stressed. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted by the time I leave work. And I fall into a fitful sleep and it begins again the next day. No more. No more. There's that great sci-fi story where the guy kills himself and he wakes up and he's attended to by aliens and they go, How was it? And he was like, How was what? How was it? You just spent 62 years on the pleasure planet. How was it? Which means where he is now is even worse. More importantly, it means the time that he spent there, pleasure planet Earth, should have been the best. So 2018, I like the song by the Who, Happy Jack, I will not be brought down. You will not bring me down. Not at all. Not down. There's terrible things afoot. I I, I can't be in love with them. You know, I used to tell my kids, if we're all hiking and it's a tough and miserable hike, but one of us is complaining, who has the harder hike? Not the one complaining. That's a pressure relief valve for them. And that's how the misery had functioned for me. But it's not funny anymore, to quote Morrissey. Sometimes that joke is not funny anymore. And, you know, I'm still going to be an ass. 
I'm not going to be any less of an ass, but I could be a positive ass instead of letting this stuff grind on me. I've been fond of saying there's not a problem big enough that you can't run away from it. I don't need to carry this stuff with me. You, it's, this is not a New Year's resolution. This is a road to Damascus moment where I've been struck blind and will change my name from Paul to Saul or Saul to Paul. Which is why all of a sudden what happens with MMA I find extremely compelling. Because the temptation is based on terrible mismanagement that we're just going to shrug and throw our hands up and walk away. I used to tell women that uh, it dumped me. I said, you don't have to explain anything to me. Because how I feel about you will not be changed by anything you say. In other words, I've come to a correct conclusion about you that may not accord with your parents' desires, but it is largely correct as my visions, uh, my, my, my faculties of acuity are very high. So no need to explain something to me. It's like ha ha having, having a, you know, a child explain quantum mechanics to me. I don't really, your version I don't need. I already have an understanding. In other words, the boundaries of my personality as you've trespassed upon them by saying you are fundamentally an undesirable person because I don't desire you, it, it doesn't really, the wall is impermeable as it is with a sense of self. So the bald one can fuck up MMA any 14 different ways to Sunday. He can have fighters in there who hate being in there and who hate the sport. It will not change my fundamental attraction to a scuffle by the juniper bushes outside the 7-Eleven. It will not. And it will not change the fact that if I happen to see significance in those places, that is a real bona fide significance. And if I happen to see a fight that creates joy, that's a real joy. Not a make-believe joy, an actual real joy. Real. Not make-believe, real. So, like the who said, you know, about Happy Jack. They tried to bring Jack down. They tried, 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 and they, but they couldn't stop Jack from being happy. Now, I'm not the village idiot, nor am I a donkey. But the reality of it is, there was a, I'm going to quote another song at you, because it, being the singer for Oxbow, these things live in my head. And it's Jay-Z. And every time I hear a Jay-Z song, I hear fundamentally... I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. Fuck you. I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. Fuck you. Next song. This song is about how I'm rich, I'm rich. Okay, I got it. I got you. But he has a song that uh, that that I love, and uh, it, it has it says a couple of things. And one of the things it says is, I won't lose. Can if you don't quit. I had somebody say about Oxbow, the reality of it is, if you were going to make it, you would have made it well before now, so why not quit? Can't lose if you don't quit. Thin Black Duke is being lauded as one of the best records of the year by over dozens, dozens of publications. That's the record that Oxbow just did, Thin Black Duke, worked 10 years on. It came out in May, still making the list. 
If you haven't heard it, you should. It's uh, it's Spotify, it's iTunes, it's Amazon. You can get it anywhere you like, and you should. But the reality of it is, you know, uh, I, I just... My worldview, in other words, my understanding of how things should be, which is is the compass point, compass true north that I use to make it through life, will not be altered or affected by the fact that the rest of you have smashed your compasses. Like I've said before, the last truly free voice in America to take a lift about Dr. Gene Scott from Cabaret Voltaire, that's what you're hearing here. And that is a showstopper. Stomping to death every single other show that's got an axe to grind is what? What? Some of you might successfully out bullshit me, but you will never out truth me. This is the place of crucial truth, which is also the name of a band, hardcore band that I used to like quite a lot. That's where we are right now, and that's what I that's what I aim to do. So. None of us here are being fooled. None of us are being here being fooled by the brave face put on whatever machinations of the bald ones making vis-a-vis MMA for 2018. You know, but it doesn't change the fact that this is a great sport that you're actively, is in, until I see otherwise, I have to assume destroying. And I'm speaking about the bald one, Dana White, destroying. Absolutely destroying. How so? Look at your docket. Tell me if there's anything worthwhile. Take the gun out. I hear strange sounds from outside. Oh, we're going to give Donald Cerrone a rest. And Donald Cerrone is fighting a very, very tough Yancey Medeiros coming up. Now, what kind of rest was that, bro? What kind of rest was that? You got nobody. You got nobody else. And this is a guy he says doesn't know what money is and will fight any time. At a certain point, Belichick or Brady has got to leave the party. It's a good time. Belichick leaves, and the declining declining talents of a Brady start to make it look like Belichick leaving is why he declined. Belichick should leave first. Oh, they're okay. So Brady leaves, and and Belichick's fortunes go down. Belichick's been doing a long time. He's out. He doesn't give a crap. These are minor fixes. Joe Montana can't can go shopping now, and nobody. And a few guys bug him at the checkout. I saw uh, Steve Young in the streets here. Was he being mobbed? Nope. Buddy of mine lives in a building with Barry Bonds. Is he being mobbed? I told you kind of that mise-en-scene where, where Barry is kind of, he's having a little party in the, in the common area with kids and, you know, teenagers. Don't know who the hell he is, some black guy with a dog. And Barry's kind of hanging around. like My buddy has mis- sympathy for him, uh, mercy on him. Says, hey, uh, you, you know, you want to join the party? Say, yeah, yeah. This is Barry Bonds. <laughs> Nobody recognized him. The kids didn't know who he is. Oh, you got a great dog. Somebody who was probably uh, probably about 28, 29. I was like, hey, uh, didn't you, uh, you used to play baseball? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You want an autograph? 
Nah, bro, it's okay. I'm not a baseball fan. <laughs> Things change. You know what? I'm going to be ahead of that. I'm going to be ahead of that game. Realization that things have changed. And it must be harder the older you get. Let, let Change. It is harder the older you get. The fact that you would feel like you are not really held to be a legitimate president, the fact that somebody supports that narrative by saying he never thought he was going to win, didn't actually want to win. The fact that you gotta that you've gotta attack this guy. The fact that the fact the fact the fact we are surrounded by 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 a succession of betas who are trying to. It's like you know, that that cutesy scene that they have in every movie where you come in and the little kids are dressed in mommy and daddy's clothes. You know who dresses in mommy and daddy's clothes? Mommy and daddy. Got all these betas trying to act like America's been flirting with this forever, with the, in this general idea. This general idea it started with Joe the plumber, moved to Sarah Palin, and has reached its apotheosis in the president uh, pre, uh, presidency of a, of a Donald Trump. You're gonna have to understand that, to a certain degree, I think. Certain portions of the white America public are going to have to come close to embracing the idea that being white doesn't make you super. Because that was the contention behind the Joe the Plumber thing. That guy's got common sense. I'd vote for him for president. He's a plain talking guy. You know what? I don't want Joe the Plumber fixing. I don't want him to fix my circuit box. I don't want him wiring uh, my guard. I don't want him having to put in a drip irrigation system in my front yard. I don't want Joe the I, I don't want uh, 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 Joe the plumber to do that. I'd have a gardener do it. I've had very bad luck having electricians do. I'm having stuff shorten out right now. Electricians part put my stuff in the garden. You don't see me trying to design rockets. Not a rocket scientist. Now, I grew up in the same America, this idea that you could be whatever you want if you try hard enough. And that's largely true. If you try hard enough. I'm not trying hard enough presently to be a rocket scientist. Will not try hard enough to be a rec uh, rocket scientist to be a rocket scientist. Will not. Won't. Got other things to do. Things I'm more interested in. I don't consider it a personal affront. If somebody says, Eugene, that guy's no rocket scientist. So you're goddamn right I'm no rocket scientist. I couldn't had, ha handle advanced calculus. I feel perfectly comfortable announcing to the world that I can't handle advanced calculus. The reason why we're doing this secret show now, also not t officially number one, this is show zero. Because I got to make sure it's connected to, I just got to work out the kinks. But I, I, I think that I think that in a, 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 in all honesty, in all honesty, I have to assume that that in the fullness of time, 
the battle plans being laid out by true alphas will make themselves known. All right. I have to assume that. I have to assume at some point that we will have an answer about who shot Kennedy. I have to assume. Because I find I find the current explanation woefully under underserving. The bald one is either crazy or stupid or a combination of crazy or stupid. Keep in mind, there were certain people who left after the after the after the uh, after the the purchase of the UFC, who didn't have to leave, and yet they left. Why did Jill Silva leave? The time was right. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does Joe Silva know that we don't know? Why did Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, why did he stay? Who's sick? Who's injured? Who's willing to fight? Who wants a money fight? Who wants to make big money? Who wants to stick to the what Robert Whitaker? Who? What? How many more days is, is McNuggets going to take off? Who? What? Johnny Boney Joni? Apparently on the verge of being of being acquitted. And then what happens? DC talking about making a move to heavyweight. I guess it may be give uh, Kane a shot at it. Depending on how rocky that is. Come back, leave light heavy to Johnny Boney Joni, move to heavyweight. Uh... Okay, Kid Nate is, is here. Okay, somewhere. So I, 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 I don't know what the plan is. I, I, I wish I could. I wish I could tell you. I do know a couple of things. I do know a couple of things. For, for example, I do know that unemployment rate is incredibly low. That I know. I do know, I suspect that the companies weren't willing with a 35% tax bite, weren't willing to hire people, remember the crash enough so they're like, fuck that. Put my money in my Patriot safe and wait. Anguilla, Tortuga, someplace off offshore. But with a, a, a reduction of the tax rate from 35% to 22%, it's a lot of money flooding back in. It's made the stock market very happy. It's made companies start to hire again. Of course, what good is having a job when the people not served by this tax increase realize that they've been screwed and start stabbing us in the neck as we come from grocery stores with bags of groceries? Well, let's not worry about that now. Let's worry about the fact that economically things are doing okay. Everybody's hiring. But you know what they're not doing? They're not laying down $400 million for for the TV rights to something that nobody wants to see. How many moments of pure joy are being captured in your experience of MMA these days? Did that Holber, uh, Holmes cyborg fight, did that give you any joy, actual joy? Don't know if it did. Anyway, this is, this is show zero. Let's just call it show zero. And uh, I'm going to need you guys to help me uh, figure out 
what I did right and what I did wrong here. I'm going to call Alexi in to see how I need to get this thing on Patreon to make it make sense versus, in fact, I don't know what I'm doing. So let's hope uh, the, the next show, show number one, official show number one will be after, let's, let's do it after the Miochik fight because it'll give me a little over a week to, to work out all the kinks. But at least those of you who were here can say you were here and you were here. Something like that. So consider this an experiment. Thank you for helping out. I sent two links out. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you can see it through both links. I'm not sure what I have to do. I do know right away GarageBand crashed. And uh, GarageBand crashed. And I was not able to record this. So I don't know about loading it up as an MP3. So we'll need some help. Let's hope that the next time we do it, which would be January 21st, immediately after the Miochis and Gano fight on the 20th, that I've worked it out. And if not, at least we got this. It doesn't really help with the Patreon thing, though. I got to figure out how, how to link them somehow. And, and I guess you can call in that way, which is something, a, a new feature of the new show. And I want to have guests. I was going to have guests in the last show and knuckle up, but it was too crazy because it was New Year's Eve and I couldn't get it done in time. I did the show in time, but I couldn't get people here because everybody's planning their evening and they don't want to be bothered. But the, you know, when I start to get, get the kinks worked out and figure out how to do this in both places, as well as getting it for iTunes, then we'll do that. But I think I'm done. So um, let me know about whether you can DM me through Twitter, at Eugene S. Robinson. If you're looking at this on YouTube, help out. Give me a thumbs up. Even though I know there's that one who's doing me the great favor before before the show's even out, is giving me the thumbs down. You suck. That guy only exists to come on the show. Just, ah, he sucks. And he doesn't listen to the show. Well, that's okay. I like that. Give me a thumbs up. And 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 uh, I got. I, let me talk to Alexi. <laughs> See. I want you to I want you to listen via Patreon because I'm giving rewards there and I've got a whole new set of I think I put three rewards up there and I got a whole new set of rewards which I think you're gonna actually like. So I don't know whether this show I'm giving away for free or to go to Patreon you have to get the rewards. I don't know how it works. I'll have to talk to 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 to, to, to Alexi about it. Any case, we'll see you Tuesday night with if the shoes fit. Uh, it's at seven uh, at shoes fit is like eight ten, and then we're gonna at seven twenty we're gonna do uh, uh, if I did it, and then probably Wednesday morning we will do the care don't care preview about the next round of fights coming up. If there's a fight next weekend, so you can say that you were here all all of you who managed to sit through this, and uh, oh somebody's texting me. Okay. All right. Uh, about about the show. So let's work out the kinks. Let me get my the ball going, uh, and, uh, and 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 we'll meet up again soon. How am I going to end the show? I'm going to end the same way I did before. What was that? Look what you made me do!